The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. After losing his job in ministry, Matt realized he had wrapped up his entire identity in titles. Here's the deal. It still hurts me if people let me down, but it doesn't devastate me like it did before. It doesn't send me down spiraling down like I have no hope and all my identity is tied into what you think about me or whether you, if you hurt me or not. It, I, I'm okay because I know who I am in Christ. Join lead pastor of C3 Church, Matt Fry, and his wife, Martha, next on Life Today. Welcome all of you to Life Today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are thrilled to have Matt Fry. He, he pastors up in the northern part of North Carolina. Uh, now, he may have to come back and correct me. He said, no, it's in the southern part. No, <laughs> I don't think I'm missing that, but he's a pastor of C3 Church. He'll tell us what that means in a minute. Christine Kane wrote the forward of the book. Now, that's pretty good when she's such a great communicator and she writes the forward. Uh, Matt Fry is a wonderful pastor. He's got a great gift, a great church. And frankly, I think a great state. Uh, North Carolina, I love you. Had a lot of unbelievably blessed crusades there all over your state. And you talk about precious and eternal memories, got lots of them. Well, Betty and I are just really thrilled to welcome Matt and Martha Fry to life today. Would you welcome them? Glad to see you. It's great to be here. <laughs> I wish we could play basketball down here as good as y'all can. Oh, yeah, we're, we're blessed up in the Oh, in the it's triangle. amazing, isn't it? Yep. Okay, C3. What in the world does that mean, C3 Church? Well, it's a location name. Um, our name was Cleveland Community Church when we first started. And so to clarify it, you know, people started calling us C3 because Cleveland Community Church is so long. <laughs> so I thought, why don't we just change the name? So we just... Uh, and Clayton, is that the name of the community? Uh, it's Cleveland Community Church, but we have a Clayton address, so... It was so, oh, confusing. so confused. So you can see How why. does anybody ever find your church? That's why we, exactly. <laughs> but it's near Raleigh. It's a miracle. It's yes, so just Raleigh. outside of Raleigh. Yeah, okay. And uh, Martha, how long y'all been together? We've been married uh, 25 years, almost 26. Isn't that great? Yes. And 55 for us. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. It's amazing how young we look to be. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get close to her because everybody tells her she looks young. I never hear it. So send me a note. Okay. Uh, you wrote a book, yes, I Am, mm -hmm. and uh, it's uh, kind of captured my attention. So I want you just to kind of take off on it and tell us why you wrote I Am and what are you implying that you want people to get. Yeah. Well, the book kind of came out of my own life journey of trying to find my identity personally. And when I had an encounter with God and I realized that my identity doesn't come from my title, my past, uh, words that have been spoken over me, but my identity comes through Christ, that I am a child of God, it just radically changed everything. Now, I was, I was in ministry, and my identity at that time was I was Matt Fry, the youth pastor. And when that was taken away and I was unemployed, I was no longer at that church, and I found myself trying to provide for my family. We had two young uh, girls at the time, and I was traveling on the weekend. I wasn't near the communicator that you are, but I would travel on the weekends <laughs> and speak at churches. And, and, and then during the week, I found a part-time job cleaning uh, uh, just, uh, just different places, and I cleaned a, a police station. I'll never forget one time uh, cleaning that 
police station as a part-time custodian. And, and uh, there was a policeman sitting there at his desk because, of course, they have to be there for security. And I said, sir, can I get that trash can for you? And he said, sure. So he, he backed up from his desk and he looked at me and said, now, wait a second, don't I know you? Aren't you Matt Fry, the youth pastor of the church down the street? And, and I said, well, I used to be. And I went home that day and I never forget sitting there just thinking, who am I? Yeah. Like my identity was all wrapped up. My whole life had been wrapped up in what I did. And God spoke to me and I went to Philippians chapter three, verse 10, where Paul says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. I'm like, yes, Lord, I want your power. But then the next part says, but you must fellowship in my suffering. I'm like, Lord, can I just have the power without the suffering? I've had enough suffering. Hmm. He said, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help you understand that you are a child of God who just happens to be a youth pastor, who just happens to do whatever ministry God's called you to do. And that was, that was a life changer for me. Mm-hmm. And so many people today find their identity in what they do or their mm-hmm. title, their positions, or words that were spoken over them by a parent, by a coach, by, by an ex. It could have been a critical word. It could Absolutely. have been called dumb or stupid or you can't do anything right. Absolutely. That really does become so often an identity to people. Absolutely. That's why we have to be careful what we say. You uh, mentioned to us, we were just visiting briefly, that you also struggled with the identity. In what yes. way, Martha? Well, as a kid, I was sexually abused as a kid for many years. And so that just, you know, when something hurtful, it doesn't have to be sexual abuse happens. Satan comes in and starts to speak things to you like shame and condemnation and you're not worthy and God can't use you. And so it was just through learning my identity was in him. And not only that, but beginning to declare and speak out loud Mm -hmm. who God says that I am begin to change things, you know, and they even say in um, psychology that what you hear yourself say, you believe more than anything else and more than anybody else. But the problem is we repeat what our parents have said. We repeat what Satan whispers in our ear. And those are the things we repeat over and over. And so as in Matt's book talks about this, as we begin to declare, you know, I am the head and not the tail. I am the righteousness of Christ. You know, I am more than a conqueror. You will begin to believe that and it begins to transform your thinking and who you are. When did that happen for you? At what point? So we were in ministry and had kids and... Um, and you still had a little identity problem. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Which means a lot of people who need to read this who are watching us right now yes. have an identity problem. Yeah. You know, the I am somewhere. This is what I think you want everybody to get right. in here. So just kind of take off on the yeah. I am. When, you know, Moses was told to yeah. say the great I am, yeah. I am sent you. And that was just the start. But you, you've really carried this over into the New Testament mm-hmm. reality in Christ. Tell people right. what, what it is you're wanting to be sure registers and then why you would put it in print where they could really meditate yeah. on it. Well, God speaks to Moses and tells us his name. He, he tells Moses, my name is I am. I'm the great I am. I'm always have been, always will be. I'm, I'm, I'm more than enough. But then Jesus shows up and I was reading through the gospel of John and seven times he makes seven I am declarations. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I began to study that and I realized those seven I am declarations because Jesus is also the great I am mm-hmm. because he's God, that those seven I am declarations address seven questions that people are asking today. Not just believers. We're talking about unbelievers. Questions like, how do I know who I can trust? People put their trust in a person. They put their trust in the government. They put their trust in in, uh, their occupation and their finances. But Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. 
And when I realized that sometimes we've been hurt and wounded by people and we, we don't know who we can trust anymore. Mm-hmm. But we understand we can trust in the great I am who declares I am the good shepherd who will never leave us or nor forsake us. It gives us the security in Christ. So then here's the deal. It still hurts me if people let me down, but it doesn't devastate me like it did yeah. before. Mm-hmm. It doesn't send me down spiraling down like I have no hope and all my identity is tied into what you think about me or whether you, if you hurt me or not. I'm okay Mm -hmm. because I know who I am in Christ. And on and on, we see these seven I am declarations that are so powerful. You need more power? He says, I am the resurrection and life. You feel lost? He says, I am the light of the world. And these are questions that people are wrestling with today. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the book, I think is is probably the the one I get the most feedback on is in chapter eight. There are 31 I am declarations. This This came out of my own personal journey because I needed a breakthrough in my life. And so I began to this look at- This is where you're pastoring. Mm-hmm. So this well, is like, this isn't, isn't like too far back. No, this is like- This is when you still have, a, you already had a good church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What most people call a successful and a big church. Yeah. And yet you're processing all this. We're, we're, it's about five years ago. Yeah. I had a daughter in college and we just kind of hit, hit a wall and we just needed to, we needed a miracle. And it looked like on paper, there's no way that God, that anything could happen. And so we began to declare the promises of God. I looked throughout the scripture and I found, I didn't know there was going to be 31. <laughs> I just came up with my, my 31 sure. favorite I am declarations of who God says I am. And I counted them. There were 31. We began to declare one every day of the month. Do you, do you share those 31 in the book? Yeah, they're in okay. the chapter eight. And you, you feel like everyone will find some application Probably for several of those, I am. And it's his sufficiency, right? Absolutely. The enemy is always showing us our deficiency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have these words that have been spoken over us and, and these sometimes negative words, and they, we repeat them over and over. So we have to take those thoughts captive. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, I was in, when I was competing in wrestling and I had a coach that just kind of yelled at me, and he was doing what he thought he was supposed to do, but he's, I lost a, a, a state championship match, and, and he looked at me and says, you didn't want it bad enough. You didn't want it bad enough. And this label came on, came on me that I'm a quitter. Yeah. That wasn't his fault, but the devil used that. He really jumps on it. And throughout my journey, I realized, wow, I would often quit if it got too hard because the devil let me put this uh, this label on me, but then I can declare I am more than a conquer. Mm-hmm. I am a warrior for You're Christ. <laughs> I am an overcomer and I don't have to be a quitter, but I can trust that God's going to give me the power to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's what you're trying to pass on to your whole congregation. How yes. many attend C3? How many will be there on a weekend? Oh, uh, we have between two and 3,000. Of course, at Eastern Christmas, the, the whole town shows up. Yeah. That's the ones, where are you all the time out there? They're listening to the enemy. Exactly. Here's the deal. God has given you a wonderful gift. When you watch, Matt, and you talk about your own challenges, mm-hmm. are you pleased with the journey and let's say this positive progress when you see the word come alive in him? Yeah. Not only his preaching, right. but in his life that God oh, is doing something. He's, he's plowing up the ground and then he's bringing forth the fruit of good seed in him and yes. you see it around the house? Absolutely. Absolutely. It changes everything, you know, because, you know, we talk about we're all born sinners, so we're all born messed up. And then when you have something happen to you, be it 
a divorce or abuse or something that hurts, you know. Uh, so we have stuff that happens, but then hurting people hurt people. And I think where we, out of our hurt, we hurt other people. No doubt. And so, and so the, when you can know what God says, I'm the righteousness of Christ. And so, you know, I am forgiven and all this. And then if I can declare, you know what, hurting people hurt people. So if Matt hurts me, even as a wife or something, or yeah. hurts my feelings, I can quickly forgive and go, you know what, hurting people hurt people. And that, but this is who God says I am. And God can help me to forgive and, and to love unconditionally. And so, yeah, so it's definitely made a change. You know, in one our of the life. things that he talks about in the book that I think probably uh, I've heard people have found significant are the key words of discover and declare. Explain that a little bit. Right. Well, there's two aspects. First of all, we must discover who we are in Christ. And I talk to many believers that still don't completely understand who they are in Christ. They find their identity mm -hmm. in other things. But the second part is equally important. We must discover who we are in Christ. But second of all, we must declare who we are in Christ. If you think about the 12 spies who went and spied out the land, they all 12 came back and they agreed that there were giants in the land. They, they all agreed that the land was flowing with milk and honey, but only two of them declared the promises of God, Joshua and Caleb. And I ask people this all over, can you name the 10 negative spies? I haven't met anybody yet that can, that can name the 10 <laughs> negative spies. They don't re, you don't remember them, but I believe all 12 could have been history makers. They could have been. All 12 of them could have been world changers, but only two were world changers, Joshua and Caleb because they declared, rather than declaring the problems, they declared the promises of God. They saw it from God's point of view. Yes. Rather than what the eye said, they saw what the invisible realm yeah. reveals. And they knew greater is he that's in us, New Testament truth, than those that are in the land. And yeah. God will give us the land. Right. I think if people just understand, first of all, please, please understand this. The first land, the first garden that God wants to plow, and plant good seed in it and get great fruit is your life, mm -hmm. Paul said, is a cultivated field. You are God's field to bring forth good fruit. Yeah. And one of the things when you see the great I am, mm -hmm. he's the one that says, I'm greater. Right. In you, I'm greater. Yeah. And you can be more than a conqueror yeah. because I will lead you to be overcomers of the enemies in the land so that you can live in a land of fruitfulness. Absolutely. Now, doesn't it sound like an exciting adventure? Yes. And, and in my opinion, Matt, this is what, and your face just beams. Does she have a pretty glow on her face there, see? Is that just living with you that puts that glow? Pretty maybe much. she just read the book. Yeah. She just read the book. She didn't look like that yeah. before I knew I have an idea she read this book over here, right here. Yeah, right. Yes. But, but see, your book is helping people get in the book and, and get the truth in, in yeah. them. And, and Matt, I know because I've, I've known you for several years mm -hmm. and I know you just have a heart for God. I feel like, and you tell me as a wife, does he not want the best possible for the family? Oh, absolutely. As a shepherd, a representative of the shepherd, does he not want all the sheep to find the best pasture? Absolutely. And to find the security? Yeah. And all that God offers in his shelter, isn't that what he wants? Oh, absolutely. So isn't that why you wrote the book? Yes, sir. Do yes. you feel like God gave you, Matt, some real insights that you were able to put in print yeah. that could go straight into people's hearts? Yeah. Well, I just knew that it was God's hand was on it, mm -hmm. the only way to explain it. And the revelation that God gave me was that when I encounter the great I am, that's when I discover who I am. 
Wow. There's a direct connection between the great I am and who mm-hmm. I am. And who he says you are. And who he says <laughs> I Instead am. Instead of who the enemy tells yeah. you you yes. are. And a lot of times your own, you know, self-condemning tendencies. Yeah. You know, sometimes the enemy says, well, you're bad. And you realize, I think that was pretty bad. Yeah. So the devil must be right. And once we get in agreement with the devil, we're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. That's why you've got to hear the I am to yeah. get him into the situation. Yeah. And I really believe, let me ask you, where's your website? If people want to know, you know, where do I find more material? Even can I get the book on website? Where would yeah. it go? You can go to EncounterTheGreatIM.com and you have resources there. You can download five free videos that go along with the book. There's a guide that as well. They're teaching can, videos. Mm-hmm. Or there's teaching videos. They're 15 minutes a piece and we make those available for free. And then also there's a guide that goes with it that small groups are using. They take the 15 minute video, they watch it, and then they, they have the of the small group guide that goes along with it, and they study through the I am statements and the 31 declarations. And you worked and real hard to get that ready for one reason, mm-hmm. to try to help people know how great he is. Yeah, absolutely. The I am, and you're yep. wanting them to walk in that, the shelter and shadow of the Almighty. I absolutely. That. Is that why he did absolutely. it? Absolutely. I mean, we've seen it in our church. It's just a, it's a part of our church and a part people's testimonies in there and on the videos because we've seen it work. And so we're like, this works. And so you want people. I didn't and grow up in a home. And you live with it works. Yeah. And he says your life's yeah. been changed. And it was changed even before you got to read the book. Yeah. Because you probably helped inspire what's in the book <laughs> because he saw what the great Anne was doing. Yeah. Would you yeah. say... Uh, Thanks to uh, Matt and Martha and uh, C3 Church. You see the website there. If you want to go there and get some of the material he's talking about, and the book is in the bookstores. And Matt, we're going to, you know, our son wrote a book called The Age of Promise, Mm. where he's trying to show the fulfillment of Old Testament uh, prophecy and truth and the shadows in the reality of Christ fulfilling it, but also the fact that we can live in kingdom power with kingdom purpose now Mm. in the age of promise. Well, we're giving that to everyone who will help us set some captives free from sexual trafficking and predation. Mm -hmm. But we'll also, if our viewers say we want to help, We'll be glad to send them this book just as a gift. You don't mind well, us doing that, do you? That'd be fantastic. All right. <laughs> Here's what I want you to do. Now, listen to me, please. I, I want you to look in, and I'm, I'm pleading with you. For the, for the sake of those, Jesus died to redeem and was raised to live in and through them, even in the impossible situation they seem to be in, but they're not. Because... Love never fails. See, the only way love seems to fail is when we don't release it or express it. So what I'm asking you to do right now, I want you to see a target. I want you to see a person in need of love. And I'm going to tell you something. You're the vessel. Yes, you are. You are the channel through which that love, God's love, will flow freely. Watch. In impoverished areas of Southeast Asia, all too often girls like 15-year-old Srey Nang fall for too-good-to-be-true offers of a better life in the city. It's most often presented as an honorable job, but is soon discovered as something much darker.
còn về chơi em gặp thôi là mai em chơi cái nồi mai em xuất cho em tới ba những cái tranh bao kê cái chạy sao tông một tia nhau là hơn bây giờ ở phòng tập tua kê và tua nhiều kê kê ở tòa diễn sĩ ba hai kê chơi dương cái vai dương này nhắc thân là mai đa thì em trai là hơn tông ô tông ấy mai to xôi là hơn là mình trong con The cries of this child are lost in the noise of the city around her. The brutality she's endured has left her utterly demoralized. Wow, I just want to tell her, don't, don't even think about that, someone died that you can live. Betty, I think there are a lot of couples and I, I know many times during the daytime hours, there are women who are watching the show, thank God for you. But I can't help but think that they're individuals or couples. I wish I could take you home. Honey, I'd take you home. Uh, we'd put arms of love around you. Pretty little girl, you're beautiful. And we're so sorry you've been exploited because you're such a beautiful person and God loves you so much and he wants to heal your hurt. Betty, wouldn't you just like to take her home? Absolutely, my heart as a mother goes out to her. She said, I just want to talk to my mother. I want to see my mother. And yet she can't. Her, her whole life changed the moment she was captured and put into that captivity and her innocence was robbed, taken from her against her will. And I just say, God, please help these precious little ones. We have five beautiful granddaughters. We had two beautiful daughters. We have two beautiful great-granddaughters. I can't even imagine them having to experience something like this. It would crush me. Well, this should crush us because we're Christians that care about the little ones. We want to help them. She feels hopeless. We need to offer them hope, and we can. So I hope you'll join with us. Let's offer them some hope. See, because of... of uh just the love of God in people, it's very real. It's not religion, it's a relationship with a God that is love. And people who know that love want to express it. And just think about it, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of mission workers and relief workers who have left all the comforts of whatever country they were in, many of them in the United States and Canada and South America and places in Europe. And they have gone there as mission workers to rescue them. And, and they're asking us to simply enable them to be able to have a place to take the girls. And it is unbelievable. I mean, it's a house of destiny, of hope. And it's just, it's just amazing. It's what love does. And thousands and thousands of girls like that now have been reached and rescued and restored. Many of them now grown with their own families. Many of them teachers. Some of them are professors. Some of them are community leaders. Transform the love of God. Here's what it takes. It's $128 a year to rescue one. And, and we're targeting this year to put God's arms around thousands. And you know what some of our supporters said? 
we will match the first 320,000 that comes in. If $128, and if you can give that, I'm asking you to do it because that'll, that'll take care of one we rescue and take care of them for a year. Here's the thing, it'll now be two. If you give 64, it's 128. And then if you know me, I'm gonna ask you if you possibly can, let's rescue 10. That's $1,280. Now it'll be 20. There's a level at which you can help. We have some gifts to send you to bless you, but you're giving these precious ones the gift of freedom, a new life because of love. God's love channeled through you. Would you go right now, please? Get your bank card, dial that number, or go online and use that card like a check. If you write a check, make it to life. But call us, please, call us and tell us you're putting it in the mail. And remember this, it'll be matched. It'll be doubled. Please rescue that girl and hundreds more like her. Thank you for doing it. Innocent children and young people longing to be loved and cared for are being abducted and sold at the hands of violent predators. Their spirit and bodies broken under horrific emotional and physical abuse. Through Mission Rescue Life, you can reach out to warn children vulnerable to sex traffickers. You can help rescue those already enslaved. And you can help restore young lives and give them a future. And now, a generous opportunity of a $320,000 matching gift means your gift of $128 to help rescue a child will be matched to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking. And a $32 rescue gift will be doubled to $64. With your gift, we'll send you the Age of Promise. Randy Robison reveals 10 promises woven through all of Scripture that will transform the way you view God, yourself, and others. With your gift of $128 or more, you'll receive the Prayer is Powerful wood plaque. This unique Scripture art piece is printed on premium birchwood, a beautiful reminder of the power of prayer. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children and you may request the beautiful Bridge of Faith framed canvas print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today. You know, I'm believing that many of you said, I will take that girl home. We won't give her a home. She's gonna have eternity in the presence of God because those missionaries are gonna win her to Christ because they're gonna show us, show literally very clearly the love of Christ. Sending Randy's book, uh, for any gift and the beautiful prayer plaque and the bridge of faith. I hope that many of you will help us rescue 10 and that'll be 20. If you'd like to have Matt Fry's book, I Am, I think it will really bless you. So you just help us rescue someone and I promise you what Matt shares will, it'll, it'll lead you into a deeper promised land life, a land of promise in his presence. Let's again thank uh, Matt and Martha for being with us. Thank you. C3 Church up there in that place up in North Carolina, near Raleigh. Thanks so much for helping. Thank you for being here.
If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, come be a part of the Life Today studio audience. Call or email today to reserve your tickets. You'll be inspired and entertained. God is big enough and He loves you enough to handle everything you're feeling. Bible teacher Sheila Walsh, tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.